Oh, brothers and sisters in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Can we get an amen this morning? Amen. Amen. You know, maybe some of you are looking for that peace. Maybe some of you are looking for that grace uh, this morning to speak into your life. And we just pray once again that God's Holy Spirit will meet you wherever you are, uh, whatever you're bringing with you today, that you would know uh, that presence and that uplifting uh, spirit of uh, God's Holy Spirit. You know, we have before us today what I believe to be is one of the most uh, relatable scripture passages uh, in, in the whole Bible. Um, even though uh, it seems to paint an accurate picture of what moms experience, I would never dare share this passage, especially on Mother's Day, uh, even though it seems to capture what moms experience. Peter's mother-in-law is sick, right? We heard that. Jesus stands over her. He speaks a word of healing, of blessing, and the first thing she does is she starts to serve all that that were gathered and, and provide for them. Uh, can anyone relate to that experience this morning by chance? She was just sick in bed and all of a sudden she's healed and the first thing she does is she acts like it never happened. And maybe you're tired right now. Maybe you're physically, mentally, emotionally exhausted. Maybe you've just been battling an illness. And as you're trying to recover, it just feels like life just continues to go and go and go. And more and more is, is put on your plate. And you're, you're feeling like, how am I ever going to get my head above water? If, if only I could just, just get back into the game quickly. And of course, here comes the straw that broke the camel's back. In fact, what, what breaks the camel's back, it's pressure. Like a drip, drip, drip that'll never stop. Whoa. Pressure that'll tip, tip, tip till you just go pop. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. Pressure like a grip, 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 and it won't let go. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. Pressure like a tick, 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 and it's ready to blow. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. Okay, that was, um, it's, it's not bad when you quote Encanto uh, songs as part of your message, but that's the song Pressure, right? And some of us are feeling that pressure, and it was Louisa who, who was given the super strength, right? And she was the go-to person for all of the heavy lifting, and there was this pressure. And maybe you're feeling like the person, that go-to person with, with questions or concerns. Maybe you feel like that go-to person that's expected to carry the weight of the world, not only the stuff that you're carrying, but, but what the rest of your family's carrying or, or your colleagues, your co-workers, your classmates. And I'm sure you can all relate to this in some capacity this morning when you feel like you just got the weight of the world on your shoulders. But instead of taking a much needed break, Many of us find ourselves just kind of pushing along, plugging along, oftentimes without much choice because of the countless demands that, that are placed upon us, the expectations that, that others place upon us, and maybe sometimes those expectations that we place on ourselves. That's what maybe some of us are experiencing. I mean, how many of us had ever have a conversation with somebody and we just told them out of our mouths that we're having a hard time, that we're struggling, that we're not feeling well, but in the next breath they say, uh, uh, you know, can you help me with this? We've all experienced that. It's almost as if they aren't even listening. And sometimes we have no choice but to keep pushing, whether in terms of our work, whether how we perform at school, at college, whatever, or, or, or caring for the needs of those that God has placed in our care. Those who have a newborn and, and, and also a little one still in diapers, you know exactly what I'm talking about today, as those needs just don't seem to, to stop. What many of us need this morning is we need a spa day. 
Anybody need a spa day this morning? Can I get an amen spa day? All right. Yeah, we're going to get a little bit ahead of ourselves uh, because there's a few things that I want to first point to before we get to the much needed spa day. See, throughout the gospel, we see the healing work of Jesus, and it's here that, that Luke highlights just three things. First of all, he highlights the power of the spoken word, that the word that Jesus spoke over Peter's mother-in-law, and we also see it later on in our reading for today, where after Jesus casts out demons, he, he rebuked them, he silenced them. And once again, reminding us that God's word has the power to transform lives. God's word has the power to, to speak into troubled hearts and spirits. God's word has the power to, to rebuke whatever voice that seeks to plant that seed of doubt or erode our hope, undermine our spirits, or diminish our self-worth. God's word has the power to speak into whatever struggle that we might be facing and whatever burden we carry. And while God's word also convicts us of our own self-centeredness from time to time, it also has the power to transform our hardened hearts and breathe new life into those areas in our lives that may become stagnant or maybe where we become complacent. In fact, just as Jesus stood over Peter's mother-in-law and spoke a word of healing over her, that name of Jesus has the power to speak into and transforms lives no matter what we face. We just sang it, church. But I want you to hear that song again. I want you to hear that transforming power of the name of Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name. Stronghold shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. See, with a word, Jesus heals. With a word, Jesus transforms hearts and lives. With a word, demons and doubts are silenced. 
And maybe you came with those things that are weighing on your, your heart this morning. And I pray that, that you would not only know those promises for your life, but you, that you would speak that name of Jesus into whatever you're facing. You see, we have that same power to transform lives through the word of prayer. We have the same power to transform lives through, through a word of, of a simple blessing that's shared to someone in need. In fact, if you have a prayer on your heart today, I, I want to encourage you after worship to head out to the prayer nook. We have our prayer ministers that are going to be out there after worship uh, wanting to pray for you. For those online, send us a prayer. Click on that pray button. We want to pray with you and for you. And, and maybe right now you don't want to share that struggle out loud. Maybe it's something that you, that you don't want to admit to somebody else at, at this time. Just, just here's the deal. Why don't you just go up to that prayer minister and say, listen, I, I got something to weigh on on my heart. And I need discernment. I need wisdom. I need strength. They, they don't need to know exactly what it is because here's the deal. God knows your heart. God knows your hurt. God knows that struggle that you've been wrestling with for what, what, way too long. So, so first of all, what we have is Jesus heals with a word. He is the power of God spoken into someone's life. Yet I want you to notice two things. Verse 40, we read here, as the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various kinds of diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on each of them and cured them. First of all, what Jesus does is he treats and sees people individually. He sees each of them in the burdens that they were carrying, and he ministers to that specific need. And here's the deal. Jesus knows each of our stories. He knows our individual struggles. He knows our hurts and our needs. And he comes to us, and he speaks a word of peace and comfort and forgiveness and healing and restoration. And lives are transformed. But Luke here, who's also known as the beloved physician, right? So, so we could actually say paging Dr. Luke, right? That would be appropriate here. Luke highlights the power of a physical touch, that Jesus laid his hand upon them in order to heal them. And here's the deal. I just want to give another praise God thank you for those who bring healing through the work of their hands our doctors, our surgeons, our nurses, our hospice workers, caregivers, all of our medical professionals who, who may right now may be feeling a little bit like Peter's mother-in-law, who, who just feel like they have to keep going and going even though they personally are tired and then spent and running on empty and, and maybe even a little bit hurt and burnt out themselves. But I also want you to think about the power of a touch. Remember when you were little and you had no control of your body whatsoever? You just walk into stuff like a end table or, or the mantle, a fireplace or something like that. Or, 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 and you would get a scrape on your knee and, and all of a sudden you, you'd be in pain and you, you ran into your mother or father's arms, right? And they, they would just hug you. And that touch, that hug made you feel comfortable. That made you feel comforted. A little bit of ice cream never hurt either, but, but there was power, right? and healing in a touch. See, by simply holding someone's hand or, or laying our hand gently on somebody else's hand on top of theirs, you can express kindness and comfort, reassurance and, and peace, maybe even protection. And, and it means so much to those who are hurting or, or fearful or, or when they're in pain or, or maybe that they feel alone. 
that that moment makes them know that they are not alone, that somebody else is with them. When you squeeze someone's hand, right, it can mean I love you. Uh, In my case, when I get my hand squeezed, it means stop talking. By placing your hand gently on someone's shoulder, there's a feeling of encouragement and support. That simple gesture lets someone know that they don't have to go it alone, that you're with them. And sometimes that touch does more than words can ever say or express. And I can't help but think about the power of our prayer ministers, our visitation team members, our befrienders team, and not just the power of their words, but the power that comes when they pray and that they hold someone's hand and offer that word and that ministry of presence. So Jesus here speaks a word of healing highlighting the power of that spoken word. Jesus cared for each and every one and saw their individual needs, reminding us that Jesus knows our very needs. And Jesus brought healing through, through his hands, reminding us that there is power in a physical touch. And we see that throughout the scriptures. You know, so you know those weeks when you look ahead a little bit and you think you back in your mind, you're like, man, this, I got a little bit of breathing room. Uh, this, this week isn't as crazy as all my other weeks, and, and I'm going to take this week, I'm going to get ahead on stuff, I'm, I'm going to actually catch up, uh, maybe, maybe even just relax a little bit. Last, or, or, or at least you thought, right, that was going to be the case. But what happens, inevitably, other stuff kind of falls into place, and you're left with the same stuff that you had to get, wanted to get done at the beginning of the week, at the end of the week. So last week was one of those weeks for me. Uh, so having, feeling like I had a little bit more breathing room, I, I wanted to go down, head down to the Mayo Clinic. We got a parishioner uh, that's there from the congregation. So, so to say, say the least, I was ready for some windshield time where I could just talk to myself, no judgment. It's a wonderful drive, except when you get to the Zumbo River, you qu- cross it twice and you think in the back of your mind, well, did I, did I get turned around somehow like that? But, but after parking, I realized I had never confirmed with what building the person was in. That didn't even cross my mind. I, I, I forgot to ask. So I spent 30 minutes navigating the highways, the hallways, the multiple buildings known as the Mayo Campus. And, and all the while, there's this anxiety that's kind of building up in me. And I began to think about how much I had to do, how I had to get back to, to the church. And, and now it was, it was getting a little late and, and it wasn't what I anticipated. And besides that, I'm getting more and more stressed as I parked in a two-hour limit spot. And church, it takes a lot for a guy to admit this, but I was lost. It felt good to say that. I was totally, totally lost. I was stressed and I was lost. And just I was about to send a text with an image to prove that I was actually at the Mayo Clinic somewhere saying something came up and head back to the parking garage, which I probably wasn't going to even be able to find. I asked one last person for directions. And they pointed me to an elevator, and they said, it's, it's up on that floor, and it's first on your right. Finally, I found the room. But the greatest blessing, after foaming in and foaming out and wearing my mask properly, right, was that I was able to hold that person's hand. I was able to, to express that, that prayer that was on their heart and to, to share the hope and the promises of Jesus Christ for them in that moment. 
See, here's the deal, church. Sometimes it's in the busy, hectic pace of life when we're tired and feeling stressed and as if we can take nothing else on our plates or on our shoulders that, that we may miss out on the most blessed moments if we're not careful. And maybe some of you have the opportunity to hold a hand this week. Maybe you have an opportunity to just place your hand upon someone's shoulder and just to share a word of encouragement or peace or word of blessing without even saying a word. And for those of you who are still worried and wondering, yes, I did find my car. Ironically, the 30-minute trip around the skyways and the hallways of the Mayo campus turned out to just be this big giant loop as a person said, actually, that parking garage is out the door and to your left and up three flights of steps. That was it. That was it. Man. Well, I would prefer uh, not to get sermon illustrations that way. The stress, that pressure made me appreciate the time even more. It caused me to pause in, in my car after that time and to just offer a word of thanksgiving for that moment. You see, rather than being pressed and stressed and moving to that next thing, God said, hey, wait, time out. I want to do something in your heart. And sometimes we fail to see those opportunities. And sometimes it's in the most chaotic, unexpected moments when we are drained and strained and stressed that God could break into our lives, that he can melt our hearts. I kind of liken it to when, when you, you got little ones like itty bitties, right? And they're stressing out to high heaven. They're cute as a button, but they can stress you out. And all of a sudden you can't hold anymore and, and you're about to lose, lose your mind a little bit. And that little one just comes into you, wraps their arms around your neck and says, I love you. What happens to that pressure? What happens to that stress? It just seems to melt away as you're caught up in that moment. And God does that all the time. God provides those opportunities to bless our spirits in the hectic, chaotic pace of life. Let's look at what Jesus does next. Verse 42. At daybreak, he departed. He went into a desert, deserted place. There is your spa day, church. There's your spa day. Yet sadly, it was short-lived. Look what happens next. And the crowds were looking for him. And when they reached him, they went to prevent him from leaving. And we see this happen time and time in scripture. Jesus goes into a boat. He leaves. But what does the crowd do? They also get in the boats. And they're to meet him in that place and space. They follow him. Yeah, I kind of liken it to, to when you try to find some peace and quiet uh, in the fortress of solitude, uh, known to many as the bathroom. But, but there's a knock on the door. And then that little handle begins to jiggle a little bit and wiggle. And, and then a little voice on the other side asks for something for like a, the hundredth time since they got up at 6.30 that morning. And it is now 6.32. And they're still asking for stuff in the morning. Or maybe you just got done in a meeting and you're, you're finally, and you didn't get lunch and you're finally able to sit in your chair but before you even are able to sit, somebody knocks on your door and says, hey, can I get two minutes of your time? And it's never just two minutes of your time. And before you know it, you're back in the routine, you're back in the swing of things. In fact, look at what Jesus says next, verse 43. But he said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. So he continued to proclaim the message in the synagogues of Judea. 
Later on in Luke's gospel, Jesus shares this word from Luke chapter 12, verse 50. He says, I have a baptism with which to be baptized and what stress I am under until it was complete. You see, Jesus was also feeling the pressure. Jesus was also feeling the, the, the sense of urgency. And I can't help but wonder, have we lost that sense of urgency? The understanding of the blessing to share and to live the good news, to speak that word of hope and peace into somebody else's life, even as the burden of life is resting upon our shoulders. See, when, even when we are spent and tired, ready for a nap, there is work to do. Which finally brings us to the spa day I keep talking about in the example of Jesus. First of all, the S in spa stands for stop. To take a spiritual time out. In fact, we see this practice of Jesus through not only here in our text for today, but we see it throughout his ministry as he would often go out to a deserted place by himself. Granted, the crowd soon followed, but he made that a practice to stop. And maybe because of where we are in life right now, we, we can't go at a specific time for our text for today. It was early in the morning for Jesus. But, but take those little moments that you might have throughout the day to pause and, and to breathe. My watch tells me to breathe every now and then. I get angry at it because it's never at a convenient time. But so what do we do? We, we don't do it. We think in the back of our minds, well, I'm too busy. I'm too stressed. I'm too pressed. I got to get here, here, and here. I got to drop this person off here, and I got to go do this. But isn't that the case? We often remove ourselves from the very thing that will bless and refresh us. We're never too busy, church, to just pause and to be in the moment, no matter how short that moment might be. Because here's the deal, if Jesus needed to make room to spend time with his heavenly father, don't you think that's an important ritual for us as well in the midst of the chaos and the needs of life? But Jesus didn't simply go off to do his own thing, but what he did was he spent time in prayer. He asked for God's strength and wisdom and provision. He asked for God's direction no matter what he was facing. So it wasn't just about renewing his spirit. It was about pre preparing him for actually what was coming next. And sometimes that's the greater need for us, isn't it? Not just the stuff that we've just been through, but okay, Lord, I don't know what's next, but I need renewed strength. I need healing, I need peace, I, I need to come to grips with whatever it is is going in my own heart so that I can better minister to those around me. You see, you see, we can fill our downtime, our, our me time with all sorts of stuff, can't we? I, I mean, yoga, lattes, uh, trips to Home Depot, my personal favorite, uh, axe throwing, competitive crocheting for some of you out there. But to truly be refreshed, we need to spend some time with our creator, the one who knows the ins and outs of our life, who knows us most intimately. Because here's the deal, church. You, you have to learn to pace yourself. Pressure. You're, you're just like everybody else. Pressure. You've only had to run so far so good, but you will come to a place where the only thing you feel, and, and, and you'll have to deal with, pressure. Anybody notice, I'm quoting Billy Joel at this point, you knew it was coming. So having stopped, right? Having prayed part of the spa day, what does Jesus do next? He acted. He continued to proclaim 
and to live out the good news. He continued to care for the needs of others that, God, that were placed before him. And that spa day was a constant part of his life and his ministry. And it was there that he found strength for not only what was, but what was to come. And you and I have that same gift, church. In the chaos, in the madness of life, when it feels like we too are carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. So for your homework this week, what I want you to do, uh, there's some texts that you'll see up on the screen this morning, and, and I want you to pick one of those texts. I want you to hold on to it. If you're like, you know what, I want, I want to, to read all of them each and every day. Blessings in it. And I pray that that passage of Scripture to, will speak a word of peace and calm into whatever it is that you are wrestling with, whatever it is that you're dealing with, that you would find the encouragement and that you need to face those challenges of the day that will equip you to bless those that you come in contact with. The, the second piece of that is to apply it. Uh, in the midst of the demands of life, take a mini Spa day. Stop, pray, then act and share that promise, that hope of Jesus Christ. And uh, actually, uh, the bottom is take an actual spa day. So you can blame the pastor for that one, I guess. But take that much needed time to be in the presence of our Lord and Savior and allow him to speak that word of encouragement and blessing and strength to you so that you might speak that same word or be that presence for somebody else. In his name, amen. Ushers.